NCHC.TV studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Stop in for lunch, cater your next event, or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos were an iconic awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with locations in Tempe and Pine Top, order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more, faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, sign up for our Crunch Club at jetspeats.com and have special deals delivered straight to your inbox. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Live from the NCHC.TV studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to this Sunday night, the latest edition of College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight in uh, Carlsbad, California. I don't know, half a mile from the ocean. And uh, the high surf has arrived, has arrived, I should say. Um, just waiting for the next wave of rain and floods. My co-host, as always, never worries about rain and floods. He's got the palatial estate on Long Island, New York, somewhere near Greenlawn, I'm told. Paul Hornstein, how are you tonight? How are things at the estate? Do you need a new co-host? <laughs> No, same one. Well, because I don't know who you're describing in those <laughs> few sentences. I thought you were near you... Green Lawn. No, I'm nowhere near Green Lawn. Oh, okay. Just checking. <laughs> that's, that's where the palatial estates are, not me. Uh, okay. <laughs> palatial shack? <laughs> shack, maybe, but. <laughs> anyway, um, well. Another weekend of college hockey, uh, another weekend of craziness, parody, uh, <sighs> me fighting with the pairwise. Um, but oh, before yeah. we do anything more than this, this one is for our even... friends at Colorado College, the home of the Tigers. <sighs> Stop it. Stop it. No, no, I, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. Just. Paul, oh. did anything happen at Ed Ropes in this arena that would be, I don't know, memorable? When? Friday and Saturday night at Ed no. Ropes Arena, Colorado Springs. Colorado. Well, ASU wasn't playing, so I didn't really pay attention to anything else. Oh, oh that that's what it was, yeah. Homer. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like I waved the pom You're the pom-pom man, not me. Why don't you get them a tougher schedule so they can climb the pairwise? Well. But play know. somebody. Well, try no, not but to, then. Try not to go to overtime with teams that are lesser caliber than you. 
Well, try to try to win in regulation, not overtime. How about that? Nitpicky. (laughs) I didn't want to go here so early, but well, I'm sorry, but damn. Well, we don't have. I've just. The pairwise no, is driving me nuts. It's driving. Well, but you got me the old. You have the set. You have the rest of the show to do that. I know. So let's talk about the Tigers. Princeton? Did they play this weekend? I have to look. <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about. And by the way, Paul, the Colorado College Tigers oh, have God. really nice uniforms on Saturday night. Really nice. They were sharp. the The lettering on the names were real clear and big, so you could see who the players were. I mean, it was impressive. I like the big tiger in front. I love that gold. Uh, I think that's really a sharp color, too. So uh, kudos to uh, the equipment Um, manager and the guys that make the decisions at CC. Yeah, it was a big weekend there. An an absolute um, signal to people that you better be careful because – because and I, and I said this to a couple of people in messages over the weekend. Besides uh, me, inc- including you, <laughs> that's the best team in the league right now. It's not even close. That's the best team in the league. Do they have the most talent? Are you going to sit there and say and look at them and be like, "Wow, this is a studded, star-studded"? Uh, NHL draft pick fold lineup? No. Are they the fastest skating team in the league? No. Do they have the flashiest defense in the league? No. Oh, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Talk about their goaltender. What about him? Best in the country. No. He's not? No. Well, if he comes on Tuesday, you're going to face him face-to-face. Okay. <laughs> Caden, the sponge, and Barrico. No. What a no, weekend. No. What a weekend for the sponge. He was unbelievable. Oh, he was on. Listen, he was on fire Saturday night. There's no question. Even even Coach Mayout went right there in the press conference. I, I sent it to you. I don't know if you saw it. But I no, sent this... it. He said right away, he said, the, the number one star of this game Caden Embarico, no doubt. He missed the sponge part. I'll work with Coach on getting that part so we can say. Yeah, he knows what he's saying. Sponge. There's, listen, there's no. No, stop it. Um, you're not allowed to make nicknames. Um, <laughs> no, he was he was on fire Saturday night. He kept them in the game for the first two periods. Um, he... he and this is what makes them right now such a dangerous, dangerous team. They can have an off night offensively. Like they did for the first two periods on Saturday. But they have the goalie that can win them games. Boy, and, amen to that, man. Amen to that. And between the goalie... And, you know, they don't break it down so much uh, period by period, at least on the easily accessed box scores. Um, In terms of the face-offs, won and lost. But um, 
in the third period on Saturday night, the you know the game was tied two two. Evan Werner gets a late goal. The Texas product, by the way. Um, three minutes to go in the, in the second period, he ties the game up, and um, CC comes out and dominates the third period. Um, if they ever figure out this power play stuff. It's coming. It's coming. Trust me, it's coming. Uh, I mean, for CC fans, you hope so. But, you know, their, their power play, and they had a good night on Friday. Or, you know, well, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, they were... You know, if they if they if they do get a power play on a consistent basis, like I said, they, it was it was Friday. They got four power play goals on Friday. Now you're not going to score four goal four power play goals every game, but you know, if they're in a situation where they're fortieth, you know, whatever for the whatever's fortieth in the country as opposed to sixtieth, especially from here on out. That is going to make them a very, very uh, even more dangerous team now. Because, first of all, they're built for playoff hockey. Right? They're not flashy. They have at least... I think terms. Noah Laba and uh, Gleb Vremiev would like a word with you. They're not flashy like, players. I think they're flashy. I think they're flashy. How about how about the goaltender, Caden the Sponge and Barracle? He's pretty flashy. Who? Have you seen his pads? Have you seen his pads? Who? Whose pads? Caden the Sponge and Barracle. I don't know who that is. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. He may be our guest on Tuesday. Really? That's 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 the works we're we're working on right now. He could be okay, on that's cool. Tuesday. That would be a great story, but um, please don't tell him that he's soft and gives up soft goals. Um, <laughs> I I think that there are, you know, is he he's only a sophomore, so you know. Again, I am sure that he would tell you there are parts of his games that he still has to work on. Okay, but uh, is he the best goalie in this league? Yes. Go ahead. He's the best goalie where? In, in the league. How about in the country? Uh, I'm not ready to who, go there. Who else do you want? Who else do you want instead? Not of ready to go there yet. Okay, I'll go there. Caden, I'm in your corner, my friend. You know. Just so you know. Okay, so let's. I mean, let's, he could be. Can we summarize this weekend? Let Let's do that. Well, is that what we're goals, doing? Thirteen goals for. Yeah. Three goals against. Yeah, listen. It was it, listen. If you were if you were in Ed Robeson Arena this weekend, you had a grand old time for the home team. And, and I understand you want to go there just for the between period stuff. And this is the first time in, <laughs> in school history that you didn't even answer that. Went right that over they your head. that they that they were four for four against North Dakota. <laughs> I'm sure that. Our executive producer is miserable about that, you know, in her 
Sue. <laughs> is she? You think she is? Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know but I think but you and I didn't go there. I think she's becoming a tiger. Either way, you and I didn't go there. I don't know because whenever Mayock gives me that uh, that letter, I'll sign it. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I can't use Eddie Christian's name all the time. No, true, true. So, you know, um, so Paul, when and, when and, I was and, watching and the game Friday night, Friday they were as they were as good Friday uh, night on. as they've probably been all year. Hold on a minute. When I was watching the game Friday night, I felt yeah. really smart. Have any idea why? Um, you were talking to me. Nope. Four oh. goals, one assist from one Zachariah Wisdom. Had a great game. He had a, he, 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 was, he made me he, feel smart. You'd almost would say I was wise. There was a lot of wisdom oh, in the room. God stop it. <laughs> Zachariah. Oh, unbelievable. For, for, the, uh... for crying out loud. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Hold on one second. I think there's something good going on here. They like it. Yep. The people in the audience like it. You know, uh, North Dakota got 13 shots in the first period on Friday night. One of those shots was the Reese Gaber power play goal. Uh, Gleb Vremiev got his goal for the night uh, with about two minutes to go in the first period. Uh, and North Dakota, you know, I want to say dominated the first period of that game, but the ice was definitely tilted. And... They had 13 shots in that first period and 11 for the rest of the game. So kudos to Colorado College for 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 doing whatever it is they you know I mean whatever it is they do between periods, uh, whether it's figuring it out. Uh, I also think the style of game that they play frustrates the crap out of North Dakota. You know, the old adage, styles make fights. I've heard that before. Right. Um, and just, you know, it's just not a good matchup. And it's just funny how we go back to those two games last year. At the end of the season in Grand Forks. Where CC didn't win those games. But they proved to themselves that they could play at that level. And yes, I know they, they and, yes, and I know did. I know they struggled a bit at the beginning of the season. You know, we were wondering at the end of October. Well, not necessarily at the end of October, but um, after they lost those two games to Denver. And had lost two games at home to Western. We were kind of wondering what was going on. Right? Then they go to Tempe. 
right? Get a loss and a tie. And at that point, one, two, three, four, five, six. They're they're barely above five hundred. They're like eight and five. All right? Then they go to Grand Forks. They pick up a couple of overtime victories. Identical three to two scores, by the way. Um get a get a split against that other maroon and gold team. Get a split against your Bulldogs. But even so, one, two, three, four, five, six. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven and three. Since they lost to ASU. Yeah, that'd be good. On that Saturday night. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and just to uh to fire back at you just a little bit about my um uh, my um nicknames. Yeah. I found a great I found a great one directly from CC. Light the lava lamp. No. I heard that last <laughs> night. I let out such a groan. The lava lamp. I no. Love it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Caden America, career high 42 Of course you would love that. Saturday I knew night. it. I knew after I was done <laughs> groaning about it. <laughs> the lava lamp. Light the lava lamp. I love it. Uh, good stuff. Where to, to go, CC? Uh, but I mean, anyway. listen. This is this is one of the hottest teams in the country. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! One of yeah. Now you told me you told me today. You said you know what? Um, uh, they're they're one of. And I said, okay, Mister Big Shot, go tell me who's better, <sighs> who's equal to right now in the hot hot zone. Are you really gonna? I I can look. It's not a problem. No, I thought you knew. To make that bold statement that they weren't the hottest. Um, Who would be hotter? Again, BC is 23 and 5. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. How about over the last, since the turn of the calendar? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. They're 11 and 1. 11 and 2. Soft schedule. Yeah, they only played Providence and Merrimack. Well, no, but that's obviously soft. Uh, <laughs> BU twice beat them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did they play Providence? Because they played Arizona State, and that definitely makes them soft. Well, that's, that's why I say that those games are soft before I hit the Merrimack. BU games. Merrimack and Providence. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, soft schedule. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. BC is, BC is red hot as well. Okay. Um, but I think... Uh, I guess I have to preference mine then by saying that um, BC is always good. They're always, but do you remember Paul Hornstein when, when one Chris Mayotte took over three years ago? Uh, do you remember um, where CC was? They were just oh, waiting without for a doubt. building. Oh, they were without in a shambles doubt. with their program. Without a doubt. Um... It hasn't even <sighs> been three years, Paul. Right, this is he's in his third year. They're yeah. not done yet. No, they're not done yet. 
Um, they like that line too, by the way. We're well, not done yet. Well, I mean, so, I got to ask you this though: complete dominance over North Dakota. They're physically, mentally, psychologically, you name it. They own North Dakota. They they're just in their heads completely. Can they keep that up though? Because there's a team about eh, 45 miles north of them in Denver, Colorado, that has the same thing over CC and has had for a number of years. So it's going to come down to um, having to probably beat your arch rival, the Denver Pioneers, to get into the frozen faceoff. One of them's going to get in, and one probably isn't, unless something happens uh, dramatically between now and then where they separate themselves. But that first round series oh. sure looks like it's going to be played in Colorado. <sighs> we just don't know which city. Well, when you take a, I don't know. I, I don't, I, 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 I would, I would probably tell you, um, I mean, right now you look at the NCHC standings and Colorado college is three points behind St. Cloud, four points behind North Dakota. Can I make a bold prediction on that? No, I don't listen to your prediction, so. I know. I'm going to make one, though, because the, the audience might want to listen. Um, CC is going to pass St. Cloud. It's a matter of will Denver also pass St. Cloud, and will Denver catch CC? Well, because right now, it, first of all. Den- I, I predict this. North Dakota, CC, Denver, Colorado, or uh, Western. That's who I think the top four are going to be. Well, uh, Saint Cloud that has to mean, play. Saint Cloud has to play mean, Western, and they have to play Denver both at home uh, before finishing up at your Bulldogs. And that would mean that a uh, if that's happened, that would mean a two-seven matchup for the uh, the Tigers. <sighs> no. If they finish second, they get a two-seven matchup. That would mean that they would escape having to play the uh, Denver Pioneers in the first round. Who, Paul, do you think wants it more to not have to face each other, Denver or CC? The way it's paired up right now, they would face each other first round. Who do you think wants no, actually, they not wouldn't. to have that matchup? They actually wouldn't. Oh, no, no. No, one is three, one is four, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, so we will be okay. Okay, my bad, my bad. That means they kind of wouldn't be on track to face each other uh, in the postseason unless they made the finals of the Frozen Faceoff. Right. Yeah. Wow. But that obviously could change because Western's got 29 points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, CC basically has to not, honestly, at this point, would have to just has to just not fall apart in these last six games. Define that. Define not fall apart. Because a lot of people are going to say, what do you mean, Paul? <sighs> what, what's fall apart? It's a good question. It's a good question. Because Denver's got Miami and St. Cloud before they play that home and home with CC. Um, Advantage Denver. 
Uh, yeah, a little. A little. Oh, I don't know. I mean, CC has CC has Omaha, Omaha Duluth. and Duluth, and they're at home. They have five. You know, Duluth is at home. Omaha's on the road. Five of their last six are at home. Um, no, three no. and three. Three and three. You're right. At Omaha this weekend, coming up next weekend. Yep, yep. Home for your Bulldogs, and then yep. the home and home with Denver. Um, that Friday night game, uh, which will be on CBS Sports Network with our buddies Alex Heinert and Dave Starman, could be for a huge batch of marbles. Oh, could it ever? Could be could for a ever. ginormous batch of marbles. So, when we look at the standings, and you were just talking about them, but 37 points for North Dakota, 36 for St. Cloud, 33 for CC, right. 31 for D, uh, for Denver. DU, yeah. Yeah, DU. And um, that's how it's, that always gets me because it's the University of Denver. But um, 29 for for the uh, Western Michigan Broncos. Right, your buddies. 23 for Omaha. So, when you look at this, Paul, do the top four, do they have, could they flip-flop, I guess is what I'm saying, in any order? Could somebody unseat North Dakota? Well, they could. Who does North Dakota have left? Do you have that on your schedule in front of you? Do I have North Dakota on the schedule in front of me? Uh, or could you put it on the schedule I in front I of you? Put it. But, okay. I mean, right now it'd be very hard for me to see I mean, I just, it's, nothing would surprise me anymore in this league. Okay, North Dakota's home for your Bulldogs, home for Western, and then at Omaha the last weekend of the season. I, 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 I mean, that's. That's interesting, though. That's, that's interesting a, because that Minnesota-Duluth-North Dakota matchup is mm, pretty intense. Yeah, but it's not. But first of all, uh, North Dakota's just got done playing four straight road games. Uh, Somebody's going to be angry on that Friday night at Ralph Engelstad Arena. Um, I also think that the Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs might be a bit angry because... Um, oh, well, that's. If I'm oh. reading the quotes right, oh, ho, 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 Scott Sandlin was not a happy camper with his team after uh, the way their games ended with Denver. Um, you think? So there might be a whip crack in this week. It, that is going to be that is that series is going to be very very interesting series. Um, basically, and and, and I'm not. This is not an exact quote, but it might as well be. Scott Sandlin says, I don't care if we win or lose. You're not going to disrespect the program. And I can't remember the last time I heard a college coach, or really any coach, take his players to task like that. He's serious. Oh, no, I didn't say he wasn't serious. I didn't say he wasn't serious. I'm just saying I haven't. 
a coach taking his team to task like that is very un- publicly, right? Very unusual. Yeah, well, he wasn't happy. I, I some you would see you foolish think? things. They did some foolish things, and they need to learn from it. And you know that that's part of the mystique, which is Minnesota's little hockey. You figure out ways. You're supposed to be the ones that do the agitating a little bit, not the ones that get agitated. And uh, let's be honest, Minnesota Duluth hasn't been in this position for a few years. Uh, it's been a long while, probably. You would know better yeah. than I would. Or they're uh, sitting in the number seven spot of the NCHC for certain. Before that, yeah. the WCHA, they, they'd never been, you know, even way back to 1984 when, when everything started. That they got rid of me and everything just, boom, took off. Well, yeah, Brett I mean, Hall, that's true. Brett Hall, Tom Curvers, you know, George Cruikshank, just go on the list. <laughs> they yeah. became really good when I left. <laughs> you know, there was just, <sighs> yeah, and, and like Denver had a seven-minute power play to start the second period. I mean, the score could have been far, far worse. Uh Stop for a minute, because you and I had this conversation also, and I think maybe the audience might want to hear it. I don't know what's going on with five-minute majors, but something's going on because uh, there are not very many teams, Paul Hornstein, and I've seen a lot of it, where guys that are teams that get awarded a five-minute power play really go to work in the first 30 seconds. It's almost like, hey, we got five minutes. Let's just uh, be uh, deliberate and just do this and do that. When I was growing up and playing the game and being taught the game, when you had a five-minute major, that was not that you had five minutes of power play time. That was how many can you score in five minutes. And the goal, at least the teams that I was with, was three. Can you get three in five minutes? Because that is... A very hard thing. So what's happening to the college teams right now, Paul? Are they are they too nonchalant about the five minute? Are they just happy to have five minutes of power play time? Or why is there no uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Urgency. To too, score as many times as you can when that guy can't come out of the box until the full five minutes is served. Well, I like to call it pretty boy hockey. Too much of it all around, not just in Tempe. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I don't think David Carl was too happy this weekend either. He got two wins. Um, yeah. But I see Denver play much better. They came out angry Saturday night. At least that's the way it looked. Saturday night, you know, getting three in the first period. But Paul, and you know this, but still, style Duluth points came don't back. matter in the pairwise. Well, <laughs> just win the game in regulation, and you're fine in the pairwise. Well, it doesn't isn't this matter. about winning championships? Aren't you? Aren't you playing to win the game? Oh, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Play okay. to win the game. Your is football this about winning better. national championships. Yeah, well, to some teams it is. It's about winning national championships. To some teams, not so much. 
Showcase. Showcase is what some teams look at, in my estimation. And that's just my opinion. I think there's a lot of teams that showcase. They like to win, and you're pretty boy-style hockey. They like to showcase the name on the back of the jersey. They like to showcase the emblem on the front of their jersey. And they like to showcase to these three letters, N-H-L. Well, I don't know. Isn't it, you know, if the movie is accurate, isn't it Jack O'Callaghan who asked, why did you want to play college hockey? <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. I believe so. Uh, just asking. <laughs> nice. Can you say Charlie McAvoy? I can because he's from Long Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I thought he had to be from Boston. Well, you really don't have to be from Boston to say Charlie McAvoy. <laughs> is he from Greenlawn? No. Oh, okay. Just checking. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure that McAvoy is uh, from Nassau County. Who who did you pick on from Greenland? Patrick Cosby and who else? Uh, Matt Coronado. <laughs> Those two are going to get you one day. Eh, they probably will. <laughs> anyway. They don't usually come to my neighborhood. Yeah, he's oh. from, McAvoy's from Long Beach. Okay. That's, that's, that's close to you. Huh? That's not too far from you, is it? Well, it's not too far from where I grew up. And it's not too far from where I lived when I was, you know. Yeah, well, define not too far. Because I just drove 125 miles to watch a hockey game twice this week. Well, when I lived when I, was still, when I was still single, Long Beach was about 10 or 15 minutes away. What difference does that have to do with it? What do you mean? When I was single, it was 10 minutes. Well, you got was... married, you got farther? Yeah. Okay. You know, when my relationship with Margot blossomed, I moved out to Long Island because that's where she wanted to oh. be. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, so anyway, CC Tigers. And yeah, I just said Tigers. So there, you're welcome. Thank you. They, they rocked and rolled and really were impressive. You said it. I agree with you. They uh, are probably the best team in the NCHC right now. Well, and here's the crazy wise. part, right? Here's the crazy part. Because they have not been relevant in college hockey. The last time they had a winning record was 2011. Okay. Yeah. So they haven't been relevant in terms of being a threat for almost 15 years. I was a young man 15 years ago. I was at least 15 years younger. So (laughs) if they make a run like I think they're going to, people on the outside are going to be like, well, this team came out of nowhere. And that's because obviously they are not following the team's exploits like we do. Let me give you a couple of things that I find interesting. Number one is the Colorado College Tigers are 18, 9, and 1, which means they're in the verge of a 20 win season. You know my thoughts on 20 wins. I think everybody knows them. When you win 20 games in college hockey, that's impressive. 
I don't care what your schedule is or who you played or whatever. You win 20 games, you're pretty special. Um, so that's number one. Number two is there's two numbers that I look at here. Uh, in conference, they have uh, 52 goals for, 42 goals against. Yeah, sorry, I had to hit sneeze button. I get anyway, it. 52 and 42. Um, for the season, their goals for are 91 and 71. Um, both of those numbers for NCHC teams are pretty good on the defensive side. And we knew that Colorado College was going to be defensive, and we knew that they were going to get great goaltending. What we didn't know was when were they going to score in the power play and could they be consistent for 60 minutes? I told uh, Coach Mayotte when I texted him the other day, I said, um, I believe the corner – well, here, hold on a second. Let me read what I texted with Coach Mayotte earlier um, this year. Hold on one second. I'll get it here. Um, this was uh, December 9th. I said, have the Tigers turned the corner? Wow, what an impressive weekend. Congratulations, Coach. He said, that's a big weekend. Remember, this is December 9th. He said, that's a big weekend. We're growing. I'd say it was a big step. We will see about the corner. Then, um, last night, I texted him and I said, wow, what an incredible weekend for Tiger Hockey. Would love to have you on the podcast this week, Coach, if you're interested. And then I said, congratulations. The corner has been turned in the springs. And I think he's still mulling that over because he hasn't answered me yet. Normally he answers me right away. So I think uh, I think he's wondering himself, has the corner indeed been turned? Well, listen, has we're it not. Has been rounded? Listen, you don't really know for sure, right? And, and this is a what have you done for me lately society. Oh, yeah. Okay, and just like getting yourself a new pair of tennis shoes, sneakers. Oh well, yeah, I do need a new pair of sneakers. You know where I can get some? Yeah, I do. I'll text you off air. Okay. Um. Up, oh, sorry, sold out. They're sold oh, out. Okay. You want to um, get on a wait list? You can yeah, pay for yeah. them and be on the wait list. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Um. <laughs> uh, you know. It, you know. It, because now that, you know, right now they're in a position where, you know, they control a lot of their postseason uh, future, right? Because, again, the goal is get that first round at home. Well, that's the first goal. Well, yeah, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And they don't play Western. So they don't have that kind of... I mean, they have control because they're four points on Western. So, I mean, it could turn around in one weekend. But, you know, if you're keeping your eyes on your prize, eyes on your fries. Okay. You know, <laughs> I ate my fries, by the way. Yeah, well... You know, if you're if you're if you're CC, you're playing a team that you can basically 
uh, send a big message to and be like, hey, you know, we could be playing you in that first round. And we want to make sure that you know that you have no shot. And it's an interesting matchup because, um, you know, playing Omaha means a battle of the two best goalies in the league. Ooh. Ooh, breaking news. It's not breaking news. I've been saying it all year. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. My phone is buzzing from North Dakota. They have it. Right. Oh, oh my, it's also buzzing from um, St. Cloud State. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Don't forget um, Kalamazoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, no, I don't accept calls from Kalamazoo. Okay. <laughs> They're getting a busy signal. <laughs> but, you know, you got a goaltending matchup next weekend of Barico and Lacozzi at Omaha. And, again, if you're Colorado College, you have a chance to not to make sure that not only do you solidify, you know, I mean, not solidify, you're not, I mean, it's not like you would lock it up. But you have a, a, a good chance to put a stamp on that passport for that first round being at CC. And you have a chance to send a message to a team you might play in the first round, a team you might legitimately play in the first round. Well, Omaha. I can tell you, I can tell you one because as it stands you, right now, that would be the matchup. If you get a sweep in Omaha, um, number one, what's the pairwise going to do? They jumped up six spots, Paul, with a sweep at home, and we know that it's much better to sweep on the road. Well, listen, if they, you know, you can't, you, you know, it doesn't matter if you win at home. It matters if you sweep on the road. Well, anyway, if they sweep on uh, the road, they they would probably move up another four or five spots. Are you saying that they could chase the top five in college hockey after next weekend if they sweep? No. Let I mean, me get exa- Chris I'm, May out on the phone. I'm exaggerating a little bit. Yeah. But of course you are. They can move up two spots with a sweep. You know, they can move up definitely could still move up a couple of spots depending on obviously what other people do. I say two. I say they get inside the top ten. I think if they can finish inside the top ten, that is a huge feather in the cap of the Colorado College. Tigers in you year know, three and, of the and, and here's the deal, right? St. Cloud is playing Western. Yep. So, you know, uh, depending on what Western does, which is the team directly ahead of CC in the pairwise. Oh, they'll climb. They'll climb two if they sweep. No matter what Western does, they'll climb two if they sweep. Because guess can... what? Western hasn't done. They have not beaten North Dakota four times. It's true. Maybe they'll even move ahead of that other maroon and gold team, Colorado College. I would certainly hope so, for God's sake. And well, that and that would just freak these people out. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I bet there'd be some some uh, ex posts coming back to me going like, "Yeah, you know what? We agree with you. We got to fix this pairwise thing." Yeah. <laughs> fix it. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a quick break. 
and let's come back. We got uh, two things to talk about. We've got to talk about the rest of the teams um, and their successes and failures over the weekend. And we have to talk about the pairwise. That's how we'll end we it tonight. We don't have to. We'll be right back. Oh, we have to. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs the classic Italian comfort food to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Aurora Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness. CollegeHockeyInc.com and follow at College Hockey. From the NCHC.TV studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey West Live. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Live. It's where we talk about the games of the past weekend and get you up to date on what's happening in the beautiful, wonderful sport of NCAA Hockey. Scott Strandy with you today uh, from a cloudy and now dark Carlsbad, California. Nighttime. My, yeah, my co-host is always coming at you from that big, beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Um, Paul, here we go. Uh, I'm going to give you the uh, Chris Berman opportunity to do the fastest however many minutes in college hockey over the weekend. Go. Uh, well, uh, I mean, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Anchorage goes to Lindenwood and takes a couple. Oh. Rick Zombo cannot be happy. No, not happy. Um, Augustana splits with Lake Superior at Lake Superior. Last road games three, of the year for Augustana. Swapping 3 nothing games. Uh, Fairbanks splits, swapping 4 nothing wins and losses with LIU. In Fairbanks. In fa- at Fairbanks, right. Okay. Um, and Air Force getting a split on the road. And a, a, a nice, nice bounce back uh, by the Falcons. Uh, splitting at RIT. Um, basically, 
assuring that RIT cannot get in that large bid. Not that they really had a chance to get one anyway, but weak you know. schedule. Well, yeah, but they should schedule schedule better games. Um, you know, Air Force was struggling, and they usually don't struggle late in the season. But they go to RIT and get a split. They have two games left in Atlantic Hockey with Robert Morris. Um, you know, uh, as they try to get that first round bye. So we'll see what happens. Right now, I'm with you. Right now, they're you know tied with AIC for fourth place. Uh, 38 points. Bentley has 36 points. Niagara, 35. Canisius, 33 points. Um, as those two teams try to stay ahead of those other three in order to get that first round by, we'll see what happens. Um, and ASU is off. Okay. Uh, who else is off? Omaha. Um, yeah, Omaha was off too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. Nice job. You got Thank through you. that because we had to leave uh, a little time left to discuss my favorite topic in all of college hockey, maybe in the entire world, the pairwise rankings. Okay, let me let me just get out there and let people start bashing me right off the get go. Well, they don't. You, you don't have today, to do well. it. For, you, they don't have to worry about the pairwise for people to do that because I I do that normally. <laughs> pairwise uh, or right. not? Uh, okay, I'm looking at. One thing to start things off with, Paul, I'm looking at the loss column of all the teams in college hockey. I'm going to start at the top because that's where you start. Number one, Boston College. They have five in the loss column. Boston University, number two, has eight in the loss column. North Dakota, number three, has eight in the loss column. Michigan State has seven in the loss column. Denver, the Mighty Pioneers, eight in the last column. Wisconsin Badgers, go Big Red, eight in the last column. Right. Maine, eight in the last column. I'm going to go to 10 here, 11. Right. Um, Quinnipiac, seven in the last column. Minnesota, the mighty Golden Gophers, eight in the last column. Oh, taboo. Western Michigan, 10 in the last column. Colorado College, nine in the last column. Right. Your favorite team in all of the world, Providence, 10 in the lost column. St. Cloud State, 9 in the lost column. I have to go all the way to number 14, Cornell, to find a team with 4 in the lost column. Everybody else, with the exception of one Arizona State, has more than 6 losses in the lost column. I'm going to play the hypothetical, Paul. Right. Here it comes. Should Arizona State finish their soft schedule, by the way, right? their weak and easy schedule that includes two trips to Alaska in the next month, right? Ugh. should they finish perfect, right? which means 6-0 and oh, the last three weeks, right? they would have six losses. There are right. only two other teams in all of college hockey that could post a record better than or equal to the Arizona State Sun Devils. That being Boston College right. and that being Cornell. Right. So if that hypothetical happens, and I'm just saying if, because we do know they've got a soft, weak schedule. Very true. Very true. So because of that, I think I can play this hypothetical. So here we go. If 
the Arizona State Sun Devils win out. Right. Don't look at the win column. Look at no, the loss no, no, column. No, no, no. That's fine. We, no, we should, but that's okay. Yeah, we will. But right now, look at the loss column. They right. would have six losses. If Cornell loses twice or three times, if Boston College loses one time or two times, they could be the only team out of 64 in NCAA men's Division One hockey with six losses. Right. Everybody else would have more. Right. Cue the Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. If you win the game, you don't have losses. Well. Okay. Go ahead. Comment. As I look things up here, um, obviously, uh, with no postseason tournament, so we're just going to talk about the regular season. Okay, but going into the quote-unquote conference tournaments, right, uh, BC has five games left. So they would, if they won all five of those, they'd be 25-5. and five. Right? No, they wouldn't. 28-5. and five. They won them all. All uh, right, 28-5, right? And that would yep. be far and away. Right, the the well, actually, well, pretty darn close to the best record. Would be the best record. Yeah. Um, Cornell has four games left. So the best that Cornell could do is finish 24, 20-4-5. That's the best they can do. Ties. That's the best. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when you look at the loss column, one Arizona State, and again, call me a homer if you want. I'm just reading the, the numbers the way they are. You are a homer. <laughs> and, but... and for those of you that want to say that the schedule um, is soft, A, you're disrespecting all the teams that are on their schedule, and B, it's ridiculous to have any kind of thought that they have a soft schedule if they're playing Division One teams. And C, well, when you're an independent, you must play the other independents or you won't have enough games to qualify let's, 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 for let's, anything. Let's, let's, let's roll this out. Again, we're talking about the regular season. Right? Because there is no, they don't have a chance to increase it in the postseason in the conference tournament. Okay? And... Here's where here's where your argument takes has some legitimacy. Yay. One, one because ASU's not playing in a conference tournament, right? They don't have a chance to 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 go on. Two, you're talking about a team at the end of the regular season that can have the most wins and the fewest losses. Uh, you, you beat me to my punch, buddy. Okay, now, now the, the, the bigger problem is when you bring this up, people will say, well, it won't be an issue next year. Well, maybe, maybe not. It's not likely to be an issue next year. But that's just going to kind of be people's way of sweeping it under the rug and saying, 
well, we don't really have to make any changes because this year was a fluke. Well, maybe it was. But why do you want to why do you want to take that risk to having it happen to somebody else? Take care of it before it happens to somebody else. I don't know what the, I don't know what the specific answers are. There are many, 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 many people smarter than I am. But do something about it. Don't just wipe your brow from, with sweat from sweating and say, uh, this, this won't happen to ASU next year because it'll be in the NCHC. That's horse yep. crap. Let, then let me preface everything that I've said by saying this is not an ASU issue. It just happens to be that they're the one that's in that position. I told you, I was I went to bad. Well, it happened Fairbanks to Fairbanks last year. I thought they got robbed. Differently. Right? I thought they got robbed. Differently. And they came down the stretch, and they had a ton of pressure on them to win games and hold their spot in the pairwise. Ultimately, they won their games, and it didn't matter. They got screwed anyway. Um, yeah, they got screwed year, because Paul, there were upsets in the conference tournaments. Next year, I think there's two teams. There, there's four teams. And Stonehill, I'm sorry, but you haven't proven anything to me yet that you're in this category. But the other four independents, Paul, if I told you that they were going to go on a run similar to ASU, what would you say? If Fairbanks, Anchorage, LIU, or Lindenwood all just turned in unbelievable seasons last year, next year? Well, well, let's just say, you want, are you saying all of them or just pick one? Well, I'm saying all four could. But you know the one that I'm talking about that I think will. Yes, I don't. I, I'd love to see it, but I think the odds in that situation still favor Fairbanks. Okay. Well, I didn't say they didn't favor them. I just okay. said the one that I think is the Long Island Sharks. I right. think Brett has done a fantastic job building his program. I think he's done a fantastic job recruiting. I think they're on the cusp. Now, there's one caveat that plays into it different than ASU. ASU has the Taj Mahal of college hockey in the West, Mullet Arena. It's easy to get people to come play you at Mullet Arena. So scheduling home games was the downfall for Arizona State. And I think they would tell you, okay, well, whatever. We'll laugh all the way to the bank um, right. if, that's what it, if that's what it takes. But um, – when you look at Long Island, Lindenwood, and the two Alaskas, they are going to play many more games on the road again next year, unfortunately. It'll be an unbalanced right. thing because of their situations not being in Tempe, Arizona, and not being the status of Arizona State. They will have a harder time getting home games. So, um, A, they're going to have to win on the road, and yes. B, their merits, according to the pairwise the way it is right now, will be much higher because they're winning on the road. Also true. So we'll see what happens on that. So this may truly be an anomaly in the, if the fact that ASU played so many home games. But you know what else ASU did, Paul? They loaded their schedule to capacity and played 30. They'll play 38 games this year. You can't play any more than that. Right? Um, because it's 36 and you get two if you go to Alaska. Well, um, well, yeah, but they don't forget they they go to Alaska twice. I know, but I think you only get it once. 
well, wrong. yeah, they've played 32 games. They have six more games, 38 games, yeah. Yeah, but they will play a full 38. So unlike Cornell, who's going to maximum before the tournament, the NCAA tournament, is going to play 29, if I've got, if your math is correct. Uh, well, let's see. They're, right? at, uh, they're at 25 right now. Yep. And you said they have four more to play. Right. Something like that. So you're okay. close enough. So let's say they're at 29 and ASU has played 38. Now, you're not going to give any weight to the pairwise to the fact that they took nine more chances to win and lose games. Well, no. That doesn't matter? No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Because that no. makes logical sense. If uh, if you want to talk about a week schedule, then talk about playing um, an additional nine more games than another team in in the same comp in the same league NCAA hockey. Yeah, um, well, and right now there's no guarantee that Cornell's going to get in either. Exactly, exactly. You know, if they lose one game, they could get passed by UMass. Could they get and, passed by? Let, let's go to Michigan because I know we're we're over time already. But let's go nice. to my friends at Michigan. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Their record ball is 15, 12, and three. They are three games away from being five hundred, and yet right. the pairwise says they're better than New Hampshire, Omaha, Arizona State, Northeastern, Notre Dame, Connecticut. Are you kidding me? Well. Hey, Notre Are Dame's got to. Are you kidding me? Notre Dame's got to play Michigan. So, well, what did Notre Dame do this weekend, Paul? Uh, they did split with said Gophers. Okay, and right now they are dead 500, 15, 15 yep. and two. Yep. So you don't think there's something on the line for Notre Dame as well? Oh, of course there is. Of course there is. So first of all, that part of that has to do with. Again, home ice, first round of conference tournament. I don't know if they really. Yeah. I don't know if they have a chance to do it. Um, I don't know. But, but you definitely have to win what you got left, right? Uh, Notre Dame has has two games left with the uh, with your with your Wolverines there. <laughs> My words. And listen, I'm not anti-Michigan. All I'm telling you is and they this season are not playing up to the caliber of a top tournament team. There's only 16 spots for the tournament, as we know. Right. You you are not playing that good that you're even close. There are other teams that are playing much better than you that should be well, closer. Yeah. There's two 21 teams, Paul. Arizona State is back at um, 19, and uh, geez, RIT 20, 10, and 2, and they're 25th. Right. So two 20-win teams are way behind a team that could very well be 500 or very close to it come tournament time. And they're on the cusp. We'll see. We'll see. You know, if one of those teams loses in the first round, they might not be eligible for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, how stupid does it look if you have them in the tournament, but they're not eligible because they're not 500? Well, right now, first of all, they wouldn't be in. And that might cause more of a stink. 
towards expanding the playoffs. Oh, yes, it will. But I guess yep, we could talk will. about that tomorrow or Tuesday. Yep. And that so. will cause a stink, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so just to kind of wrap up the pairwise thing, um, I'm shocked, happy, but shocked, that Colorado College could vault themselves six spots with a sweep of North Dakota at home. Because yeah. we know that home wins aren't as valuable. They're not. As winning on the road. They're we not. We know that. Yes. But yet they vaulted six spots. Right. Uh, Michigan, by the way, moved slightly. slightly. I think they went from 14 to 16. Well, you know. Paul, did they lose twice this weekend? Michigan? Yeah. I don't believe they did. Oh, yes, they did. They lost. Um... Uh, they did, oh, they, they split. They? they split. Oh, okay. They split. They split. Yeah. But still, but still, um, you know, anyway, there, there's issues here, but I'll tell you right now, there is a realistic, probably better than 50, 50 chance that Arizona state could finish with a 26, six and six record because right. of their soft schedule. True. Um, and they wouldn't even be sniffing the NCAA tournament no, because when I look at the pairwise right now, I don't know who they're going to pass. To get to number 12, 13, I don't or 14. Know. I don't know. Who are they going to pass? Let I me tell you. Know. Let me read them to you real quickly. Here's who's in front of Arizona State today. Not tonight. Not tonight. Today. No. Tonight. All right. Good one. Uh, Omaha, New right. Hampshire, Michigan, Massachusetts, Cornell. That's where they got to get to. They got to pass them all. Yeah. And St. Cloud. Well, St. Cloud was 11 or 13, but 13, I guess. Yeah. So you might have to pan, you know. So you tell But the me, odds are if you're passing Cornell, you're pa probably going to pass St. Cloud because they are ba literally ba basically neck and neck. Okay. Fair enough. But uh, my point being is if Arizona State didn't move this weekend with the success of Colorado College and the, the splits by other teams, then. I don't see them being able to vault all of those teams and get one of those. Oh no, they have about, large the, the computer says they have about a ten percent chance. Ooh, it's up to ten now. Well, somewhere in that it neighborhood, was, it might it not be. It was two. First, it was zero. Then it was two. Oh, but that's if it's somewhere up to in 10, that neighborhood. That's pretty somewhere good. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay, so bottom line of it is, yeah, I hope you're happy, college hockey and pairwise lovers. If you have a team that's 26, 6, and 6, has the fewest losses in NCAA hockey, and perhaps the most wins or one of the most win teams, and is not even sniffing a chance to play in your national tournament, then you've got issues. And I don't want to hear anything about soft schedules. I don't want to hear anything at all about any of that. Because if you're granted um, a spot, in NCAA Division One hockey, then you're granted a spot. Nowhere along the line did they say, "Oh, well, you you if you play X, you know you're you're considered weak." No, nobody said that. And every team starts off in October to win a national championship. I think that's what they all mm. want to do when it's zero zero. Mm. They all think they can do it. And if you don't, you shouldn't be playing. 
So that's that's my thought on this whole thing. Is uh, it, it's to me as a college hockey fan, I'm I would be embarrassed if that actually happens. I would be embarrassed for college hockey because you look like a buffoon, and I'll say it right now: you look like a buffoon if you you know. And I'm not saying put Arizona State one. I'm not saying put them five. I'm not saying ten. I'm just saying they deserved if they finish twenty six six and six. They deserve an opportunity to at least play in the tournament. At least give it a shot. If you're scared that they may do some damage, then then by all means, keep them out. But if you know that they're a cupcake, so to speak, and play a cupcake schedule, then what's the fear? What's the fear of putting them in at 14? Yeah, well, for me, I'd be happy with that. So would they. <laughs> of course they would. They just want the opportunity to play, and that's the problem that I see with this formula. It's great, maybe, for conference teams, but it's awful if you're an independent. So you fix it by either having an independent tournament or they get one team in automatically, they get an AQ, just like every conference, or you make sure that nobody can join NCAA Division One hockey without a conference. Well. <laughs> Take your pick. We don't have that kind of time. Because it sucks now. We don't have that kind of time. I know. I'm just telling you. It sucks right now. From and the NCAA. you're stifling the growth of this game. Yeah, well. Go ahead. Yeah, only because we're going to run out of time here. From the NCHC.TV studios, College Hockey West Live has been brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is in the resort or in town. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Now the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Caesar Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. FedEx, simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live is live every week on the Podbean app and available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, to find any of our shows. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or tell friends to help others find the podcast. College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say um, very good night to everybody out there. Ask you to join us again tomorrow for College Hockey Coast to Coast. And we'll uh, send you off. A little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.